Black Business University is the authority on black business success and black entrepreneurship, bringing you the latest in strategies, tactics, tools, tips, and resources to help you create soaring success. Be sure to rate the show and, of course, let us know what you need to stay ahead of the business curve. Go to blackbusinessuniversity.com to get your free trial of BBU. And now, here's today's episode. Preachers have been making money speaking all their lives. That's what they do. That's what they stand in front of the pulpit every, on the pulpit every Sunday and do. They stand there and they do make millions. Do they not speak and make millions? So, but nobody ever said you could actually take that career and turn it into something and turn it into a multi-million dollar career. Nobody ever said that because nobody was really doing it except for the ministers. All right? And then you fall into this place where when people ask you to come and speak, they ask you to speak for free. So then you really think you can't make any money doing this because every time somebody opens their mouth, why don't you come talk to the kids? Why don't you come do this? You know, like, would you ask a doctor to deliver your child for free? I don't want the joker who's going to deliver my children for free. Would you want the surgeon who's going to perform your plastic surgery? Not that any of y'all would get plastic surgery, or, but your friends, right? You wouldn't want that person to do that for free. So why would you ask me to give you my gift for free? How many of you have spoken for free before? How many of you have spoken for free before? All right? Now here's the thing that nobody outside the wall should know. We love what we do so much we would do it for free. Am I right or wrong? You love it. When, you, when you're doing who you are and doing what you're supposed to be doing, you would, do, if nobody ever paid me to stand here and do what I'm doing right now, I would do it anyway. But I ain't going to. I ain't going to speak for free. And here's the thing. You don't have to speak for free. So if you've been speaking for free, today it ends. If you're excited about that, give me a round of applause. If you've been speaking for free, it is. Now, here's what's cool about that. I'm not saying that every time I go speak that they pay me my honorarium. But every time I open my mouth, something is happening in the compensation area. Whether I'm selling something, whether I'm coaching, something is happening. And so that's what I want to show all of you today, okay? Did I get that clicker? Oh, so you're going to have to do this for me. Okay, cool. Thank you. All right, so go ahead and click through. If it's my video, just play it, and then I'll, I'll tell you to hit pause when we're ready. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Don't worry about the video. Don't worry about the video. We're going to talk today about speaking, coaching, and consulting. All right? And here's what it starts with. We're going to start out with, with speaking. And I'm going to start talking about something that's called the old school model of speaking. The old school model of speaking. The old school model of speaking is this. You go, you speak, you wow the audience, you pick up a check. You go, you speak, you wow the audience, you pick up a check. You go, you speak, you wow the audience, you pick up a check. Now what's consistent for me to make money in that old school model is what? I actually have to be there. 
right? In order to become a millionaire as a speaker with the old school models, you have to basically have this equation. Number of engagements times your fee is going to get you however much money you want to make. Make sense? So if your goal is a million dollars in the next 12 months and your fee is $1,000, how many speaking engagements do you have to do? Okay? How many speaking engagements do you have to do at $1,000 to get to $1 million? 1,000 speeches. Does that excite anybody? Okay? But that's the old school model. You go, you pick up a check, you get paid. You go, you pick up a check and get paid. You go, you pick up a check and you get paid. That's how 90% of other speakers even today make their money. But what happens if somebody cuts their budget? They cut their budget, right? And you're counting on your 10 speeches that you get when you go to colleges, your 10 spe speeches that you get when you go and speak in churches, right? When people cut their budget, it means that you ain't going to get paid if you don't speak. Okay, that's the old school model of making money. So that looks like you've got to be on the road a whole lot to make any money as a speaker. Or, you know, if your fee is $10,000, you know, you've got fewer engagements because you've got a higher fee, but you still have to be out there. The point is, what I want to show you how to do is make money even when you're not speaking. Does that interest anybody? Even when you're not speaking, this spring I was in, I took a vacation, I have a client in London, and I went over there and I had a speaking engagement on Monday and then I was done, so I was just going to hang out in London and then I was going to go to Italy where I played professional basketball and see my friends. So I spoke on Monday and then on Tuesday I started to get scratchy, kind of like a little scratchy throat. I had already spoken, so that was cool. And on Wednesday I had no voice. When I got on my computer that night, it was Wednesday, in my PayPal account was $9,982. I am 6,000 miles away from home, a speaker with no voice, and I made $9,982. Now, I'm like Stephen. I don't know if y'all are shocked or jealous. But I don't know how many people can be a speaker and make money when they don't have a voice. But that's what I want to show you how to do. Y'all cool with that? All right. All right, so the old school model is that nobody in here, when you leave here today, you, nobody in here has to use that model. It's gone. It's dead. We're smart enough. We've got the Internet. We've got so many different tools and resources at our disposal that we never have to use that model again. Okay? So the first thing I want to start talking about is who you are in the marketplace. All right? I'm going to start talking about your brand. What do you think on 99% of the evaluations that I get as a speaker, what do you think the one word is that people always put on my evaluations? One word. Personality, what else? Enthusiasm? Dynamic, what else? Energy. On 99% of my evaluations, that word always shows up. So would you agree that that's a part of my brand? 
that when people book me, they expect energy. And if I show up and I'm tired and, and tired and all that other stuff, and I show up, they think my brand didn't deliver. Well, we heard Fran Harris was crazy. We heard she was energetic. We heard she was off the chain. And she was boring as hell. Right? So the first thing we have to talk about is what is your brand in the marketplace? Most people don't even know who they are in the marketplace. So I want you to think about this and write this down. If people were describing you as a speaker or a teacher or whatever it is you do, consultant, coach, what is the one word they would use to describe you? Now, what is the one word you want them to use to describe you? But what is the one word they would use to describe you? If there could only be one word, what is it? All right, so hold that word, and now let's talk about what business you're in. Because as a speaker, we tend not to think about the fact that we're entrepreneurs, that we're business people. So if I ask you what business you are in, what business are you in, Deshaun? Okay, Black e-commerce. What business are you in? Who's back here somewhere? Yes, Lynn. You're in the travel business, okay? What business are you in? Anybody over here? Real estate, okay? What business are you in? Nutritional supplements. All right, everybody, listen up. You are not in those businesses. Did I set you up? I set you up. Because everybody answers that question just like that. In real estate, you are in the business of providing something emotional. And we buy on what? Emotion. We don't buy on logic. I don't drive the car I drive because it's logical. You don't wear the clothes you wear because it's logical, because it is not logical to pay $700 for a pair of shoes. Is that logical? Nope. <laughs> There's nothing logical about that. So the first thing you have to understand as a speakerpreneur is that what you, the business you are in is an emotional business. So you've got to figure out what your brand delivers emotionally. I'll give you an example. Starbucks. Anybody drink Starbucks? Okay. I think if you would agree, and if you, certainly if you ever go to Italy, you would know that Starbucks does not have the best coffee. But what they've created is an experience around their brand. They've created an experience around their brand. I walk into Starbucks, I don't even drink coffee, and I go to Starbucks. My car just, it just goes to Starbucks. Because they've created such a powerful uh, promise and experience around their brand, that you go there, right? You walk into Starbucks, hello, Miss Harris, what are you having? A tall, non-fat, they know your name, they got the music playing, they got the Ray Charles playing, they got the little chess game going, and it's an experience. You have your business meetings there, because Starbucks has done one thing really well. They've created an experience that people want. Are y'all hearing me on that? And as a speaker, if you create an experience that people want, you will get paid a lot of money, and you won't be speaking 500 times a year. But the first thing you have to do is figure out what your brand is in the marketplace. What experience are you creating? And so when I said, what emotional business are you in, people who sell Mary Kay are not in the business of beauty. They're in the business of 
feeling good, self-esteem, self-image. People who sell insurance are not in the business of selling insurance. They're selling safety and security. People who sell shoes are not selling footwear. They're selling comfort. So everything is about an emotional experience. Everything is about an emotional experience. That's why we go to church. That's why when I go to churches that don't, where I don't have the experience that I'm used to having, I can go, I can do it, but I always feel like I'm missing something. It's an emotional experience. And if you can get people emotional about what you're talking about, then they will part with their money. They will keep bringing you back because they want that experience. So let me have some folks who, who wrote down the one word you want people to, to say when they think of you as a speaker. What's the one word? Yes. Go get them, okay? And how will they see that? By what you do. So physically, what, if I saw you on stage, what would make me say, he's a go-getter? What would you physically be doing? Okay? Okay? Did y'all hear that? He said, charging the crowd, energizing. You can't create an experience if who you are doesn't do something for the crowd. And you can't say that you want people to see you a certain way if they don't see that manifested physically. I've had people say, you know, I'm really energetic. And I'm like, really? When? When you're at home? When, you're, when, when are you energetic? Right? So it's like, it's like Myron was saying, what you do speaks so loudly, I can't hear what you're saying. So what you're doing as a speaker has to be very clear to the people who are in the audience, or you can't claim that as a part of your brand. Does that make sense? You can't claim that as a part of your brand. You may want to be energetic. You may want to be dynamic. But if I don't see that, it's not real. All right? If I don't see it, it's not happening. All right, so identifying what your brand is in the marketplace. All right? And I ask you what emotional business you're in. Now, let me ask those people that the same people I asked earlier about what business you're in. Let me go right back to those same people and ask you now, what emotional business are you in? You're in the energy business, okay? What emotional business are you in? Okay, what emotional business are you in? Security. There was somebody back here, who is it? What emotional business are you in? What's that? Fun. Okay, y'all understand the difference? And here's what's powerful about that. When you know what emotional business you are in, you sell those emotional benefits. Don't talk to me about, well, you should take a vacation, friend. Yeah, I should. But if you tell me that, you know, rest and relaxation, relaxation and kicking up and really nurturing yourself and energizing and getting recharged so you can make more, then, I start, then you start appealing to my emotional side. Okay? You start talking about security, you start talking about, imagine investing in real estate and your kids will never have to work a day and You start striking some chords for parents. Don't talk because real estate is just a box. And if you start talking to me about having more energy, I'm going to think you're crazy if you start talking to me about having more energy, but if you start talking about having more energy and more stuff, and more, then that speaks to my emotional side. Right? That's why people, as I mentioned earlier, that's why people drive the cars they drive. You don't drive a Lexus because you think necessarily it's a superior piece of steel. You drive a Lexus because of the experience of driving a Lexus. If you've ever driven a luxury car, you know what I'm talking about. You take your car to get fixed, they give you one just like it, they come and get you, they give you coffee. They... So we're going for that experience. They don't do that at the Jetta dealership. 
Did I step on some toes? I got some jealous, whatever. I'm just saying, you, you don't get that for BW. You don't. So I'm, I'm driving the point home of creating an experience for your audience. Because when people leave your space, they need to feel something. Did y'all feel something yesterday? Was that an emotional experience for you? Right. All right? Understanding that people don't buy because it's logical. They buy because there's an emotional connection there. All right? So we're clear on that. Everybody's kind of clear on their brand, what they offer the marketplace from a branding standpoint, what emotional business they're in. Everybody got that? Okay. All right. Now let's talk about how I made $9,982 when I was in Europe, okay? All right, so you're a speaker, which means that you have information, that you have content. You've got information, you've got content, but more importantly, you've got expertise. What is an expert? How do you become an expert? An expert, somebody who knows more than you, who, whatever, but what did you say? You become an expert, very simply, by saying that you are. You're an expert. I'm an expert at it. So how many of you would consider yourselves experts at something? Okay, you're an expert at something. So as a speaker, you have expertise, which means you have content, you have information. So if you've got the information that I'm giving right now, as you saw, I, had, I did have, oh, you found a little, you can follow me on that, okay? So you've got content, information, expertise. All right, now let me just walk you through my product creation model. As a speaker, what I'm talking to you about now can be at least 50 different things. So let me blow your mind with the $9,982. Why I was able to do that? Because I have ebooks, audio, video, transcriptions, online video. Offline, this could be an MP3, audio CDs. Okay? That's just some of them. So I take this very thing that I'm doing right now and I have it transcribed, which puts it in what, what form? Puts it in written form, okay? I take the audio from what I'm doing right now and I convert it to an MP3, which gives me my audio CDs. I take the video that we're recording right now, which gives me online video if I want it, DVDs if I want it, okay? This audio, these transcriptions can be ebooks, they can be regular books. So one piece of content is now eight or nine different product streams. If I never open my mouth again, I would still make millions as a speaker. Do y'all feel me? Okay, so when you go and do a speech, you always want to make sure that you, A, are recording it some way. Even if you can't get somebody to videotape it, audio tape it yourself. Okay, I use my iPod. and iPod, you can buy this little connector that really plugs right into where you charge it. And you get a little uh, microphone, same from the Apple Store, and you don't have to be a Mac user to do it. And you can record it. It is crystal clear audio. So then I have the opportunity, the ability to do everything except for video here. 
So you always want to make sure you're recording everything you do. Everything you do. So let's think about how much a book could cost. If I were doing this seminar and I decide to write a book, I'd probably charge, what, at least 20 bucks for the book. For the ebook, I may charge the same thing. For the video MP3, because audio is considered another level, right, I might be able to charge $37 to $97 for this content I'm doing right now. For the video, at least $197. For the transcription, I might throw that in for free for maybe $19. For the online video, think about this. If I broke this seminar down into a seven-session course and I could charge $297, $990, whatever, I want to charge. Okay? And how many times did I do this seminar? One time. I did it one time. Can you see how, how this is a powerful passive and residual income model? Do you see why you don't have to be on the road 300 times a year to make six figures, seven figures as a speaker now? Okay? So everybody in here, you've got to have, I used to, at least the people I'll be coaching will have at least four or five of these streams of income because it's too easy not to do this. It's too easy not to do this, all right? All right, so that's how I was able to do the, the, the 10 grand in my sleep. Now, the other thing that you want to make sure you're doing how many of you have speaker websites where people go and they can book you as a speaker? Okay? Now let me ask you this, Dr. Gladney, what's on your website right now? And when they, when the, your video, is a video of you speaking? Okay. Alright, and it, is your branding clear on your website? So what do you, when they come to your site, where, why would I book you? Because you are the what? Which means what? Okay. Okay. Everybody in here, listen to this. On your website, tonight, tomorrow, Monday, we just talked about your emotion, the emotional benefits that you deliver. Okay. Everybody needs to get on their website and their marketing materials the emotional benefits that they deliver. I blank. Okay? I help people become millionaires. I help people create security in their lives because of this. I blah, 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 blah. When I go to your website, I need to know what you can do for me. And I need to know that on page one. You all came to the Black Millionaire Summit because of what it could do for you, right? That's why you came. So it had to be very clear from looking at the web page that we did how, this, how attending this conference was going to benefit you. Because y'all know that all people care about is what's in it for them. All right, so on your front page, on the front page of your website, on the front page of your collateral materials, your marketing materials, it has to be very clear. I, and this is what I can do for you. So fill in this blank right now, everybody. I'm Fran Harris. I help people become millionaires and create powerful financial futures and freedom. I, whoever I am, I help people do this. It has to be very clear what you are delivering that you have for people. A cute website is cute. But how many of you would rather have a, a website that produces cash? <laughs> cute is cool. I have a cute website. 
but also when you get there, you know exactly why you should be talking to me. All right? So you want to make sure everybody right now feeling what is it that you do for me? When, we're going to do this in the networking. When you introduce yourself, I'm who I am and this is what I can do for you. I can blah, 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 blah. Now, a lot of speakers never make money, honestly, because they don't fill in that blank. Nobody brings me in just to inspire people. That inspiration has to lead to some kind of tangible outcome. Nobody says, we want to pay you $20,000 to make us feel good. They don't say that. That almost sounds like prostitution, you know? All right, so nobody says that to me. They say, we understand that when you work with people, their lives are transformed. And our sales department needs a transformation. Our whatever department needs a transformation because we've got to get our sales. It's because it's all about the results. Those of you who decided to work with me yesterday did so because of the results you are anticipating, yes? Okay, so that's what you have to be able to translate what you do. Don't start, don't talk to people anymore about you know, I can come to your house and do this. What is it going to do for them? And I guarantee you, your sales, your referrals, your leads will go up 30, at least 30, 50% once you can very succinctly tell people what you can do for them. All right? Now, this part is really important. We're going to get into the business of speaking in a minute. But if you don't get this part right, you're going to be on the road. I keep saying it's 400 times a year, and you don't have to be unless you just want to be. I like being at home. I prefer to be at home. I don't like being on the road all the time. So I wanted to create a lifestyle where I didn't have to. So as if you've seen my table, I've got about, I don't know, just about probably 30 of my products here, 30. And I probably have a product line of about 200. That's how much I want to be at home. So you have to start producing those same kinds of product lines for yourself. So let's talk about real quickly, the art of speaking. Throw out some names of people who you think are great speakers. Obama. Les Brown. Who else? Oprah. Jakes. Dr. Fran Harris. Great. Myra Golden. All right. So there is an art to speaking. And there are so many different ways to make a lot of money as a speaker, but you have to figure out what your what your brand is on stage. Maybe some of you would never come on stage and dance the way I do. That, that's not your brand, okay? Maybe some of you would never, maybe your lectures and you stand behind the post, you have to figure out what it is you are in the marketplace. Do you believe that the people who are the best speakers typically are the most successful people in the world if you're out in front of people? Do you believe that? Obama, do you think that part of the reason he became president was because he was a great speaker? Without a doubt. He was, it was like Marvin Gaye on stage. <laughs> oh, am I right or wrong? It was like Marvin Gaye. I was like, good grief. And women who were just like, and guys too. I mean, because he was, he was so charismatic and he was so galvanizing, but what he was, was really real. And people identify with real. Would you agree with that? They identify with that. And so when you talk about the art of speaking, you have to figure out what your style is. What is your style on stage? Are you the person who comes down and you touch the audience? Are you the person who stands away from the audience? Are you the person who galvanizes people and brings props to your, to your engagement? What is your style on stage? Do we have any speakers in the house? 
Okay, do I have somebody who's willing to come up, up here real quickly and do something with me? Great, come on up. Give a round of applause. What's your name? Bianca, come on up, Bianca. And what do you talk about, Bianca? What do you talk about? Can I get the handheld mic up here, please? Can someone run that up for me? Thank you. What do you talk about on stage? You can come close, you can be in my mic. What do you talk about on stage? Yeah. You talk about your book. Okay, so we're going to give you two minutes, three minutes to talk about your book. All right, and everybody give it up for Bianca! Um, hi, my name is Bianca Avery. Um, I self-published my own book at the age of 19. Um, I started writing it when I was in high school. Um, I wrote a book about um, my family and my friends, but I made it a fiction book. Some stuff is true and some stuff is not true. Um, it has been a really, really long roller coaster, but it's starting to get better. I'm 21 now. Um, I wrote my second book last year, and it's supposed to be getting published. Um, my website is www.biancaavery.com. You got time, my baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the person that's on the cover of my book is my cousin Tiffany Deloney. That's her right there. And, and the guy that's on the cover of my book, his name is Harold. And I, that's my beautiful mother right there in the pink and black. This, she's the reason that I'm here, and she's she's a principal. So of course, I got my you know education from her, and like I wanted to be like her and stuff like that. So that's great. Um, I don't want to just write. I want to branch off and do other things, like own my own clothing line. And I want to. My, I really have a really passion for children, and I would like to own my own work center my own writing center for children, and I want to be able to help them write a book because when I was like seven years old, I wanted to write a book, but I didn't know the steps on how to write a book, and I didn't have somebody there to guide me and stuff like that, and I want to give back to the young ones because I meet little girls all the time. I met a girl at my mom's school, and she told me, I want to write a book. How did you write a book? And I couldn't help her financially write it, but I was able to tell her, you give me a call, you can come with me, and I'll take you under my wings, we can go to McDonald's or something like that, we'll just sit and talk, and you can just start writing it now. I'll help you edit it, I'll, I'll, I'll get you somebody who can draw for you, and you can do it, and you can be able to write this book at the age of eight years old. It might, might, might not be the most perfect book, but it will be a book. So that's good, I just want to give back to the community. What's the name of my book? Oh, the name of my book is Lovers of Words. It's L-O-V-E-R-S of Words. It's a fiction book. It's really, really good. I've really got, like, great, great compliments about it. Um, if y'all want me to be truthful, um, I always have a hard time talking about my book. But it's not hard. You guys are, like, so nice. So this is, like, as easy. You need me to help you anytime. I can help you. But, uh, no, for real, no. Um, one of the things that I wrote down on the paper, I wrote that I have a bubbly personality, and everybody knows that once I get comfortable, I can talk, and sometimes I talk too much, sometimes I ask a lot of questions, but I only ask them because I want to get better. I want to just soak up all the knowledge that I can. I'm 21. I want to be successful by the time I'm 25. I want to be able to pay my mama mortgage. I want to be able to buy my mama a car. I want to be able to give back to her like she was able to give to me because she sacrificed. She sacrificed. The reason why I'm here today is because we missed our plane at 6 o'clock in the morning. And my mother was able to give me her plane ticket and say, you go, Bianca. And it was great because I got to uh, be in VIP with them and uh, Myron and get great advice and ask her some questions. And says, some questions. So that was like really, really good. So my mom was like, okay, I'm not mad. Even though she came in at 1 o'clock in the morning, she was a little cranky. But it was good, though. That's just the sacrifices that parents make. So that's what I want to do. I kind of branched off into something else. But... It's all related to my book.
Thank you. Great, Kelly. Are you, this is what I do with my clients. I say, okay, we watch you, and I say, are you open to some coaching? Yeah. Open to some coaching? Okay, y'all give it up for Bianca again. All right, so I want you to, to uh, go sit over there in that seat. Go sit over there. And so here's how I do my coaching. All right, I say, we're going to talk about what I liked, and we're going to talk about what you liked, and we're going to talk about what some things that we can do differently or better. Cool? All right. So... And when I say what I like, I'm actually talking about you all. Okay, what y'all like? Real. Real, what else? Just shout them out. Confidence. Confidence. What else? Passion. Passion. What else? The mama said the part about me getting a car and a mortgage, right? <laughs> what else? Energy. What else? What's that? What was that? Purpose, gotcha, okay. She didn't talk about it, she did it. All right, what else? Smile. Enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. You feeling good already, Bianca? Thank you. <laughs> what else, anything else? Funny. Funny. All right, we can stop there, not because that's all, but because in the interest of time. So people like that you were real, that you were confident, you had passion, you were energetic, you had purpose, you just did it, you were smiling, you were enthusiastic, you were funny. Does that give you some stuff to build on? All right. And uh, what did you like? Okay. You got comfortable? Okay. What else? Felt confident? What else? Passionate? I would love for you to keep going. Energy sounds like your list is matching their list. What else? All right, so here's my point. We are often the, the hardest people on ourselves. Yes? Right? We can, everybody else can tell us how wonderful we are, how great we are, some of them anyway. And then when it's time for us to take a look at what we've done well, what we really liked about us, and not that this is the case with you, but this is the case with most of us, then we, you know, we can't come up with a lot of stuff that we really liked about it. But we can come up with a whole lot of stuff we didn't like and what we could have done differently and what we should have done differently. One of the most powerful qualities that you can have as a speaker is confidence. Would you agree with that? You can have confidence on this stage to do what you do. It is the most powerful and tangible and intangible quality that you can have. If you have confidence, you can become President of the United States. You really can't do, there's nothing you can't do, okay? So let's talk about what might be different or better, all right? So what might you guys recommend that she do differently? Okay. So you're saying the uhs or whatever that was, watch your fillers. What else? Talk more about her book. What's in it for them? For them? Relax. What else? Posture. Move around. Move around. Anything else? Connect with the audience. Yeah. Facial expression. Command voice, okay. Anything else? 
Speak slower. Intonation, okay. Slower speech, intonation. All right. Does this give you something that uh, you can build on? All right. So what might be different or better? People said, watch your fillers. Sometimes it's just cool to just not say anything. Rather than say, rather than to really fill your speech with a lot of ums and you knows and that kind of stuff, and it's hard because that's how we talk in everyday language. So I would encourage you to just practice at home silence in those in those moments. You'll be, become so much more aware of when you're doing the filler stuff, the um, you know, the whatever. Okay, talk more about your book because when you started getting into it, you were very passionate about it. You were really passionate, but we don't even know what it's about. It's kind of about your cousin, but what is it really about? Because remember, if people are buying on emotion, right? You were here when I said, if they're buying on emotion, then you need to hook me emotionally into what's in your book. You understand what I mean? All right. Um, relax, because you were gripping that mic like it was going to explode out of your hand, right? Gripping that mic, your posture. And I think that goes in with, with moving around, just getting comfortable with being on stage. And that just comes with practice. Very few people, unless you just start out that way, just are very comfortable being up here. Then um, connecting with your audience. You started to do that. I don't know how you start to bring your audience into it because if they're there for what's in it for them, then you got to create some kind of connection with them, which is why all the speakers you see up here do what? We ask people, we ask the audience to, to finish our sentences. You've heard me do that. We ask them to raise their hands because they have to be engaged in order to, to stay with you throughout the thing. All right? Facial expression, and I'm going to put facial expression and intonation. Sometimes you'll hear me and I actually can speak very fast, but that's for effect. But I'll also say, it really doesn't matter. You see the difference in that effect? So every year, no speech can be the same tone the whole way through because it has no impact. So if you start telling stories, which is the last thing I want to talk to you about, everybody in here, you have to start selling with stories. You have to do story selling. Story selling. She said Toastmasters is a good place to check into on a local, on a local um, level. And here's my one, my one thing about Toastmasters. I went to Toastmasters one time, and I won. They do this little thing where you actually do a competition. And the first time I was there, I won the competition. And I never went back to Toastmasters again. And the reason I didn't go back to Toastmasters, if you're Toastmasters people, great for you, but they teach you to do all this mechanical stuff and personally, I prefer to see a, a real speaker on stage who's very comfortable in their body and who doesn't every third word do the same gesture like the presidents do, right? So go to Toastmasters, but have the discipline to know that when you get on stage in front of your audience, that you just need to be you. You just need to be natural. And they count every little thing you do, and that makes of my, I don't, none of the speakers I coach go to Toastmasters. And if they did, they quit when they start working with me. Not because it's not good, but I start to see the same kind. I could close my eyes. It's the same speaker. Because they teach you to do it a certain way. And what I teach people to do is to bring out who they are on stage. Because nobody's going to be more powerful than when they're who they are on stage. All right, let's give it up for Bianca one more time. Good job. You're very welcome. All right, so now y'all ready to talk about some marketing stuff for speaking. Some marketing stuff for speaking. Okay, so how many of you are already speaking? All right, who's making at least $10,000 a year speaking? Okay, all, in the whole year, who's 
period, $10,000, at least $10,000, okay? Uh, who's making at least, well, I should stop there. Are you making at least $20,000? At least 30, 30, okay, so we're gonna stop. Anybody making six figures that's speaking yet? Great, I mean, not great that you're not, but great that, good, then we have, a, we have we got some place to go, that's awesome. Okay, cool. So we're gonna talk about how to get to your first six and seven figures as a speaker. Is that cool with y'all? All right. And I don't have a lot of time to go through my entire thing, but we're gonna try to get through most of it. All right, the first thing is the easiest way to start getting bookings is to start, y'all listen. Listen to this, because this is deep. It's to start telling people that you're a speaker. Is that a good idea? How am I gonna know that you speak if you don't tell me you're a speaker? We act like we're doing something illegal. But you know what, because it hasn't necessarily been a noble profession, right? And certainly not so, because we don't even pay people to do it. And whenever somebody calls my office and says, we want a friend to come and speak, uh, but we don't have a budget. I said, uh, but she doesn't have room in her calendar. <laughs> because if you're not even thinking about valuing my talent, if that doesn't even, and the, the thing that, and I get like totally activated, and the thing that really gets me is that when people are, are putting together a conference and they say, we don't have a speaker budget, well, who's gonna be talking at your conference? You never thought to put a budget in for a speaker? Because they're so used to us saying, we will speak for Are we speaking for? Are we doing that anymore? No. Okay. So when people say, we want Fran to come and we want her to speak for free, June or Chris or somebody says, well, Fran likes to see a little bit more ingenuity with the offer. And I always tell people, make me the best offer you can make me, and I will consider it. Don't play games with me. Don't act like you have, you know... $500 when you really have $1,000? Just be honest. When Shira, you guys meet Shira, the, the volunteer coordinator? I met Shira this spring, and Shira emailed and asked me to come and speak at her networking event, and she said, what would it take to get Dr. Fran to come speak at my networking event? And June said $25,000. What is it? What do you want her to do? Wants her to do a little thing. I said, June said $25,000. And Shira says, well, we don't have $25,000, but I would be willing to. And Shira started listing all these benefits that she and her company could give me. Not that it was going to take the place of my fee, but at least she was coming to the table, bargaining and, and, and offering something for my time and my value. She didn't just think that, oh, you make a lot of money. You don't, and I hate when people say, you don't need the money. Uh, yeah, I do need the money. Exactly. How am I going to keep my lifestyle if I never get paid? So Shira came to the table strong, knowing she didn't have a $25,000 budget. What I'm saying to you is when people ask you to speak, never accept we don't have a budget, which doesn't mean you're not going to go there and, not, and get your full fee. Shira did not pay me $25,000, but I went for whatever she paid me because I liked the way she came to the table. And I'll just give you an example of some things that you can do. When people say, well, we can't speak, let me give you an example. Let's say the United Way wanted to ask you to speak at their fundraiser, and they said, well, we don't have a budget, or we only have 1000 and your fee is $10,000. You put a little note up here because I want to talk to you about your fees in a minute. 
but our budget is, t is 10,000, our budget is 1,000, but your fee is $10,000. So we got how much to make up? We got $9,000, cause right, we're getting to, we're trying to, you know, we're becoming a million dollar speaker. You're not gonna get there speaking for free. So we got $9,000. So the United Way has a huge database. Write this stuff down. When people ask you to do something, at minimum, you ask them to market you to their database. Now, what that means is you get somebody to create a cool little postcard or video, and they solo blast, which means that they send out an email, and this is all negotiable. You may ask for a solo blast, which means that you are the only thing in the email. You want them to send it out to their database, you are the only thing in the email. You don't want them to sandwich you in between 12 other newsletter items. Y'all feel me? So you get them to do a solo blast, you think it would benefit your career if you went out to the million, 1.2 million folks in the United Way's database? Okay, do you think you can get some speaking engagements out of that, okay? So now the $9,000, not getting it, it's not looking that bad. Because you're getting some marketing mileage, all right? You ask them if they would, and this is powerful, if you have a book, and I know y'all do, and if you don't have a book, you have an audio CD, and if they ask you if you have a book and you don't, you say yes. Because what you want to do is to get them to pre-order your book. If you can't pay me, and if you can't pay me, I understand that, but I do have a book that usually retails for $20, and we'll give it to you and your 10,000 local list for $5. How much money have you just made? All right, 10,000, you made $50,000 on a book order. Most people have educational budgets. So they don't even think that that money is coming out of their thing because they've got money that they have to spend on education. So you see how we're getting around the free thing. All right, so don't be, don't be offended anymore when people say, you know, we don't, we don't pay our speakers. Because you're gonna have all this stuff. You say, you don't pay your speakers, really? Let me pull out my little Ten Commandments scroll here and I got a list of things that I want to tell you that you can do for me if you're not speaking, if you're not paying me, all right? Pre-order your book. You can ask them to refer you to other chapters. And we're using the United Way thing as, a, as just an example. Refer you to other chapters, which means, or make introductions to other people. People always do that with me. One of my clients, this happened recently, one of my clients brought me in, in fact, you guys who were in the VIP with me, I was talking about that client last night who I went in and I did the, the little quick brown lunch thing for 10 grand. And they took me and literally walked me around to four different divisions in that $12 billion company. They were my entire October from one speech. Do you understand what I'm saying? From one speech, because you got to kill in that one speech, because if you kill, then you become viral. And then they just start talking about you. And every week, this company calls my office. I'm not joking. And it's a different department in this company. And we know they got money because it's a $12 billion company. They were my entire October from one speech. And remember, if you were in the VIP last night, I didn't take my full fee because I saw the opportunity. So it's the same thing you have to do. If you go in and you are magnetic and you do what you do, then other things will come out of it. They always do. So never look at one engagement as one engagement. Every time you're on stage, you are auditioning for about 10 or 15 other engagements. 
In this room right now, I've already had requests to speak again. So every time you're on stage, you're on stage to do what you do. Okay? All right. Everybody got that? Just start thinking of some ways that you can really spin off the free thing. I wanted to talk about that because I know when you're starting out, which we're going to get into last here, is your fees. Okay? So how many of you just throw out, what are your speaking fees? When somebody calls you and says, we want you to do a keynote, what do you, what do you ask for? $2,500. Who else? $7,500. What else? Oh, some of y'all asking for $250. I don't know why y'all not ask, telling me that y'all asked for $250. Don't be ashamed. How many of y'all are asking for like $250, $500? Come on. Come on. It's your market value. 
Remember I told you yesterday that I was on Cavuto or Fox and the big idea, which I'm going to talk about tomorrow in my publicity seminar, how to get millions in free publicity tomorrow. When I was on Cavuto, what did I say happened to my fee? It went up. My coaching fee, my speaking, everything went up because that's the value I bring. So here's a formula for setting your fee. Y'all ready? Here's a formula for setting your fee. Nobody in this room should have a fee lower than five grand. I just anointed you. <laughs> you excited? I just anointed you with a $5,000 speaking fee. And I don't even care if you've never been paid to speak. If you've never gotten one cent to speak, your fee is $5,000. All right, everybody say this with me right now. What is your fee? Now say to me, my fee is $5,000. Your fee is what? Your fee is what? Your fee is what? All right, so you see how you were saying that and looking at me. You can't say when people say, um, well, what is your, your fee, um, Raven? You can't say $5,000. You can't eat $5,000. And trust me, when you're looking at somebody and you're telling them that when they bring you in for their conference, it's going to be $50,000, it is really a challenge not to go, but I'll hook you up for $20,000, $20,000 if you want to do this, well, I'll just be on table. It's really hard even now for me not to do that. I'm going to set you free. So I don't want you to think just because you start making a lot of money. I talked to a lot of my friends, they're like, man. It was $100,000. I was like, whoa, I was just had, hopeful I had the discipline not to say anything. Because everybody who's in sales knows that the person who speaks first loses. So when you say, my fee is, you just shut up. And you don't say one word. Y'all got that? Not one word. And here's the thing. You got to be okay when people say, oh, well, that's not in our budget. You can't go chasing them. This is what I'm, I'm preparing you to be a speakerpreneur, a wealthy speaker. You cannot go chase them and you cannot call me and curse me out when people call you and say, we don't have $5,000 and you have to walk away because I'm challenging you right now. The next engagement you get where they don't offer you and you don't get $5,000, I want you to walk away. Some of y'all not breathing right now. <laughs> I want you to walk away. Can you walk away from that? Because if you walk away from that, I know what you're walking towards. I know that you're walking toward a whole new level of wealth. And all money, as y'all would agree, ain't good money. And people have asked me to speak at things where they wanted me to jump through hoops and turn cartwheels and all this stuff for $5,000, and I'm not going to do it. I ain't your, I ain't your hope. keep this real for y'all? I'm not. I love you, but I ain't your hope. I'm not going to do that. So, you have to be willing to walk away from this stuff. You have, are, and so, I didn't get, I got the whole, yeah, I got the $5,000. When I ask y'all to commit to me and not to take that next engagement unless they're paying you $5,000, y'all, oh, I ain't doing that, girl. Right? You're not going to do that, okay? So I want you to walk away from that $5,000 and you're going to tell people from now on that that is your fee because I've already given you the formula for getting your money. Y'all understand what I'm saying? You're going to get your money. 
But what's, what we sometimes think is that if I don't take this $5,000, you know, how can I turn down $5,000? You know, what am I going to do if I don't take this $5,000? Well, I am already equipping you with how to get your money and more. You're going to get your money. In the old school model that I showed you, remember? Were you going to get your money? If you said no to that $5,000, you're not going to get your money, right? Because all you were doing is going to speak and pick up a check. But what I've shown you today is if you have a product, if you're like a product-creating fool, you will make way more money than you will ever make just getting a fee. Nobody here should leave here speaking in that old-school model. Can I get you guys to, to pass out my enrollment forms, please? Those green enrollment forms right there? All right, how many of you would agree that working with me in a speaker capacity could potentially explode your business? How many of you would agree with that? Okay? So what I'm going to do for you today is offer something, I already told somebody this earlier, something that is like extremely ridiculous. It's what? It is ridiculous. I have never done this before. I'm not going to be up here selling and doing all that other great stuff. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing. Y'all want to know exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing? Okay. So here's what I'm going to do once, they, once you get those out. Can you give them, yeah, give them some and just have them passed out. I know that the fastest way to ex explode your business and never leave your house is by becoming a speaker, a coach, or a consultant. And everybody in here should be doing one of those three things. Everybody in here should be doing one of those three things. You don't have to be a, you know, an eloquent Oprah, Obama. You don't have to do that. I've heard speakers who are terrible, who make, get paid all day and three times on Sunday. Okay? If those of you who had questions, you can ask them when we get back to the, to the back of the room. All right, does everybody have a green sheet? And I need one as well, guys. Can I get one of those, please? Thank you, sir. All right, so I'm going to do something that is ridiculous, all right? I am starting a new seminar series called Speak and Make Millions. And I am going to guarantee, I'm going to what? Guarantee. I'm going to guarantee you that in the next 12 months, you are going to make six to seven figures. As I said yesterday, the key, to making, the, the key to becoming wealthy starts with following instructions. So let me just say really honestly and candidly, I told y'all yesterday, I want to be the sister that y'all love, but not the one that you're going to always like. Y'all remember me saying that? Some of y'all bear witness to that last night, right? Okay. So I'm going to tell you some things that you're probably not going to want to hear. If you're the person who has no interest in looking in the mirror and seeing what you can do differently, you can literally stop looking at the sheet because we're not going to be a good match. We're not going to get married, you know. All right, so I'm happy to say that. I'm happy to say that. If you know that you're not going to be willing to do the things that we're going to talk about doing to get to the six or seven figures, don't worry about it. Just start chilling. Don't worry about it, okay? So speak and make millions, we're going to do this. we got the art of speaking on day one. We're going to really work on your style on stage. When you leave this event, you are going to know who you are on stage. You're going to be confident. We're not going to mistake you for anybody else, okay? We're going to talk about how to be profitable and powerful on stage. We're going to put your speech and your presentation together. And I'm going to share some of the secrets that million and billion dollar speakers know that you don't know. On day two, we're going to talk about the business of speaking. How do you really make money? I can go into my product creation model. When you leave the seminar, you will have at least three products. If you don't have products, you're going to have at least three products. Those product choices are yours. Book, ebook, audio, whatever it is. I'm going to show you how it takes me at least probably 30, 30 minutes to create one product that eventually becomes 17 or 18 products. Is that interesting to anybody? Okay. 
That's day two when we talk about the business. How do you market yourself? I'm going to show you my postcards, my website. We can design, we can literally pimp your website where we look at your website and make it over. I will tell you exactly why it's not working and what you need to do in the next few days to make sure that you start to convert and get those speaking engagements. On three, we're going to focus more on creating your product. So we're going to be talking about what, what is your million dollar product line? Is yours your own seminar? Is yours books? Is it speaking engagement? What is it? Your specific product creation model is what we're going to do on day three. All right? So my Speak and Make Millions seminar is a three-day thing. All right, I'm just going to tell you to take a deep breath. Take one with me. Okay? All right, it's $50,000. $50,000. Would you agree that if you follow instructions and do what you are told to do, would you agree that that $50,000 is a worthwhile investment? Yes? All right. Would you agree that that's a worthwhile investment? Okay, so for three days you spend with me. We're going to go through everything. You're going to leave with tangible products. Now, let me ask you this because we've been talking about mindset. How many of you, and be honest, let's be real, how many of you are already thinking, I can't do that? I can't do that, okay? You're already thinking, it's out of my budget, right? That's because of what you perceive that you have in your bank account. And people look at me like, it ain't perceiving, girl. I saw the balance. It is not perception. It's real. Okay? But before, every wealthy person will tell you, but before they had the money, they saw the money. Before you, saw, before you had it, you saw it. Before I was on television, I saw it. Before I was speaking in front of thousands of people, I saw it. Remember I said if your, if your why is compelling enough, the how will take care of itself. But we're so used to getting so worked up by money, so worked up by, I was really excited, Fran, but oh, I can't do that. But I already told you that I'm going to do something ridiculous. Do you believe me? Have I proven to be someone that you can believe? Okay. So this is ridiculous, and I said I'm also going to tell you why I am doing it. This is new. This is Speak and Make Millions three-day boot camp, essentially, for $50,000. That's what it will be retail for, for anybody who is not in this room. So if you see people who are there when you're there who are not in this room, that's probably what they pay to be there. Okay? But for you guys, because I want you to be in my infomercial, you guys know what the infomercial is? I want you to be on my show. Which means that I am going to have to follow you throughout the next 12 months to make sure you are doing what we've agreed to do to get you to six and seven figures. Y'all hear me? That means my video camera's got to be there. You've got to do the check-ins. You've got to call. You've got to tell me how much money you're making. You've got to do all that stuff over the next 12 months. How many of you would be willing to do that? Okay. So for that privilege, you are going today, just today, and just in the next 10 or 15 minutes. Alicia, are you guys ready? Okay. Just in the next 15 minutes, here's what I'm going to do. Those of you who are making a commitment to making six or seven figures in the next 12 months, and you're going to do what I say. I sound just like somebody's mother, right? You're going to do what I say because this is, what, this is how it was sold to me. Because here's what we want to do. We want to do what's convenient, easy, and not going to you know, get, get too much in our way. 
When I was doing that, I wasn't making any money. Let me just be real. I picked a coach that I decided I was going to select and check off the things I was willing to do. So if you're the person who's going to check off and select and do what's only easy, because I'm going to ask you to do some stuff that's hard. I'm going to ask you to just go places. I'll give you an example. Just go places and just start speaking. Because I want you to be so uncomfortable that you understand. Like I said yesterday, there's people who want to be multimillionaires, people committed to becoming multimillionaires, and people who it is a necessity for. And if it's a necessity for you, then you'll be willing to do some of the things I'm going to talk about doing, okay? 